Anyway, I also want to thank my husband because he loves to preach too. When we in the car, he would hold his pulpit hostage when there's nobody else. But I thank you because he, we work good together. Well, this May we'll be married 37 years. That's how he's put up with me for 30, and I put up with him for seven. So it's 37 years. Swing wide, the hearts of your door. Now you know these, so I want you to answer back. Knock, knock. Yeah. Orange. Orange. Aren't you glad you came? Knock, yeah. one more. Knock, knock. Yeah. Who? Who? Well, y'all been in the woods too long. Y'all sound like dogs. <laughs> Let's pray. Tonight, this, this, this evening, Lord, with your presence as you already have, speak so they might hear your voice, not mine. We're afraid to sing in your name. Amen. Now, occasionally I may pick this up, occasionally I won't. Anyway, in Matthew 7 7, Jesus says these words Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. I love what the Living Translation says. It says, keep on knocking and the door will open to you. In our lives, there are many doors where we need to keep on knocking until the right time. And dare I say, until God's time, it will open. In most cases, when it comes to knocking, what's involved? A door. Think about that, a door. In searching the scriptures, I found several examples on the subject of doors. Here are a few I want to talk about this evening. Now, I'm not going to preach long, so you better stay awake. Otherwise, I will call you out. <laughs> I might not know you, but I can point a finger. And especially if you get to snoring too loud. The first one is found right in Genesis. Cain was jealous of his brother Abel. Couldn't stand his baby brother. But the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why is your faith downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. If you desire to have, it, it desires to have you, but you must muster, master it. Sin is crouching at your door. That happens to all of us. And we need not swing wide our door for sin to creep in. Sin is like cancer. It starts out small and it spreads. It's like gossip. It starts out small, but then it spreads. And here God himself is saying to Cain, be careful. Be careful. Sin is crouching at your door. And it desires to have you. That's how we got in all this mess of sin. Because Eve listened to the devil through the snake. She could have a whole place to eat but one tree. Sometimes we get a little too greedy. We gotta have, yes, right, one and all. 
Amen, sister. You want to grab that apple? Because somebody else has got an apple. Yeah. Sin crouches in there. And, and, and it can make us look ugly, so to speak. Because it engulfs us and takes us. Don't let it even in. And as most of you know, Cain didn't heed God's warning and sinned by killing his brother. Committing the first murder mentioned in the Bible. Have you ever heard of the mark of Cain? Because in the scriptures there, the Lord put a mark on him. Because of the sin he has committed. Don't allow sin to crouch by your door. In 2 Kings, the second example, in the fourth chapter, the widow's sons were about to be made slaves because of a debt. She went to Elijah for help, and I'm going to read that for you. 2 Kings 4, 1 through 7. A wife of a man from the company of prophets cried out to Elisha. Now, some of the, some of the uh, commentary says it was Obadiah's wife. Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that he served the Lord. But now his creditors is coming to take my two boys as slaves. See, back in those days when you owed American Express, you didn't pay. They would come and get your children and you would turn you into slaves and you could pay them. I'm just getting modern with you. I'm just telling the truth. Back in those days, that's what happened. See, back in those days, if your daddy messed up, the whole family was messed up. Read the Old Testament, you'll see it. You'll see it. Where folks would, you know, I'll give you a good example. Daniel and the lion's den. You know, when the king got mad at the men who lied on him, you know, Daniel tried to mess him up. They threw them into the lion's den. And if I'm, if I'm mistaken, I know there's a scholar out there who will tell me. But I think all of the family, everybody got thrown into that lion's den. Whole family. I like, you know what I have son? He ain't my daddy. <laughs> I don't care if I do look like him, he ain't my daddy. He brought him into that line by himself. You know? But anyway, so they were coming after her sons. Elijah replied to her, How can I help you? Then he says to me, Tell me, what do you have in your house? She says, your servant has nothing there at all, she says, except a little oil. Elijah said, go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for a few. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars as each is filled, put it to one side. She left him and afterwards shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her and she kept pouring. When all the jars were full, it goes on in sixth verse, she said to her son, bring me another one. But he replied, there is not a jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. She went and told the man of God and he says, go and sell all of the oil, pay your debts, and you and your son can live on what is left. Yeah. 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 
Now, you know the interesting thing, two things. What if she didn't shut the door? What if she didn't shut the door? Now, I'll tell you what would happen. Happened in my neighborhood when we were growing up. Folks are nosy. And if you got your door open and you bore it on, virtue to come by the day, what you doing, honey? <laughs> oh, you know, you bought oil for me two weeks ago. <laughs> you owe me. You give it some more. Somebody else will pass by. You know, honey, uh, uh, I got company coming. I want to fry some pork chops. I don't have enough Crisco. Can I have some of your oil? Before long, she wouldn't have any left. But she obeyed what the man of God said. Shut the door. Sometimes when we shut the door, it brings blessings upon us. Shut your door to pray. If I remember correctly, uh, John Wesley's mother, who had so many children, she would put her apron over her head, which she said, and that was a sign to the children, leave her alone because she was praying. Folks will pray that you have a room where you can go in and shut the door, even at your own home. Take some time to pray and bring it before the Lord everything that you have. It's okay to shut the door to do that. It's okay to allow yourself some time to be with the Lord and you will receive the blessings. We always sing that song, count your many blessings, name them one by one. You have blessings. You're breathing, you're here. Now I know I'm a a little phrase in here because I used to say this and I will probably say the same thing uh, a month from now when I'm in uh, Oklahoma doing their women's retreat. You're going to face a lot of things when you go home. Now if you didn't bring your husband, he's home. And he's hungry. Because you have not been there to cook for him. You clean the house before you left. It ain't clean when you go home. Don't let them steal your joy. Don't let the grandkids steal, you know, steal your joy. Because they're going to run, Granny, Granny, so-and-so did this. A mama, so-and-so did Why you? Did you know why you was gone? Grandpa done this. Don't let it happen. Scare them. You know how you can scare them? Why? That's all right, honey. Come back and visit Grandma tomorrow. Look at your husband and say, you can last one more day. Because y'all ain't going to steal my joy today. So, you know, sometimes you got to go home, shut your door, and enjoy that time that you've had here. But then overflow to others. Let others know what they miss. Let others know that Christ is the answer to your every need. The third example is found in Revelation. We started in Genesis. We'll see. We got halfway through a bit in Kings. About this time when we have to shut our door. But then the third example is found in Revelation 3, 20-22. It is written... And this is Jesus talking in Revelations. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. 
And if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him, dine with him, and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sit down with my father on his throne. He who has ears, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Now, you remember what I said in, what is it, in Psalms 23? He prepares a table before my enemies. My cup runneth over. Here he says, I will dine with you. I'm looking forward to eating with Jesus. I will dine with you. Come sit with me. But first of all, I invite you this evening, in closing here, to stop and really look at what Jesus is saying. Listen with your ears and your heart. First of all, he said, Behold, I stand at the door and I'm knocking. And I'm asking you to quit ignoring me, quit making excuses, and let me in. And then he says, Hear my voice. You ever heard Jesus speak? He's speaking to you right now. See your open heart? When I was younger, I could hear the Lord speaking to me. I remember when he called me to be a Salvation Army officer. I was at youth council, my very first one. I was 14 years old in Peoria, Illinois. And with all the older kids, they stayed up all night. I stayed up all night. We ate pizza. As long as we were in our hotel room, we were being good. We went to bed about 4 o'clock. That captain had a nerve knock on our door at 7 o'clock. <laughs> tell us it was time to get up, get breakfast, and be at that meeting. I remember the meeting. I'm old, but I remember that meeting. There was a man up here. His name was John Potter. And he was a plumber. And he was had his clay in his hand. And he made this base. He said, now, I can get $3 out of this. We thought, oh, that's nice, you know. But then he takes it and he breaks it back down and he needs it more and more and more. And he began to form another base, a little bit more prettier. He says, if I do this just right, I get $300 out of it. Same piece of clay. I remember that. At the flood. When Jesus gets a hold of your life, you become worth something. You know? And I remember being half asleep. And they had altar calling out. And then they they asked for the FOF members to come on board. But I didn't hear the part FOF. I was sitting way in the back, nodding, like some of you are now. And I remember hearing a voice saying, you need to be on the stage. Well, I woke up because I thought, oh Lord, they done called my name. And, and I'm, 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 so I'm sitting there kind of nervous. I turn around, look at the people behind me. They look at me and say, what you looking at? You know? And then I heard it again. Get on that stage. 14 years of age. So I got up in front of those three or 400 teenagers and officers, and I walked up on the stage with the rest of the folks. I did not know why I was up there. I didn't. 
And all of a sudden, the TYS, that's the Territorial Youth Secretary, turned around. I can even name his name. His name was Dater Tatum. And he turned around and he looked at all of us and he says, these are our future officers of the Salvation Army. Wow. And I wanted to go. And then all of a sudden I heard a voice say, yes, you. I heard it. I know y'all might think I was crazy, but here I am. Here I am, 45 years later. Here I am. He called me at age 14. Voice, hear my voice. And then he says, open the door. Swing wide your door. And I will come in and live with you forever. As long as you allow me. See, Jesus is a gentleman. He wants you to say yes. Come in. He's not going to push himself on you. Oh, that you might take time in your busyness to stop and listen, hear the knock at the door of your heart, your soul, and your mind, and let it come in. Spend time in the King of Kings, our Lord Jesus Christ, because he cares for you and for me. Fanny Crosby wrote a song called Pass me not, O oh loving Savior, hear my humble cry. And while others thou art calling, do not pass me by. She was blind. She was doing a meeting at a prison. And she had given the altar call. And as she was walking back and forth, as blind as she was, she heard a prisoner say, Oh God, oh God, don't pass me by. Please don't pass me by. And she was inspired to write this song. Now I don't know if there's any prisoners in here of sin or what they have you gripped. Are you really on fire for the Lord? That's great. As you notice, the altar has already been used. Because the Spirit started from the day from the moment you started. It's still open. You might want to come in and accept him for the first time. You might want to come and rededicate your life to him. You might have kids that needs to know Jesus Christ. I prayed for my mother on my knees many times. You might need to get on your knees and pray for the grandchildren, your own children, your neighbor. That Christ would speak to their heart. But first of all, make sure this is okay. Okay? Make sure you right first. <laughs> Before you about to try to make somebody else right. Now, I know I'm going to mention. Do you understand what I'm saying? Let's sing this first verse. Then I invite you to come and pray to the Lord. Here we go.
Salvation Army. You're not joining church. Okay, because I know some of you come from different churches. You're not joining the Salvation Army. Now, my grandmother was Baptist, so I know what that means. When you come to the altar, you come from. You're not coming to join the Salvation Army. You're coming to pray to the Lord Jesus Christ. You're coming to accept Him or to pray for someone else. You're not coming to join the Salvation Army. Now, if you want to join, you see your officer when you go back. That's a different story. But this is about meeting Jesus right here. This is about praying to Him. Because when you get up to heaven, He don't care if you're salvation, so whatever. You're His child. You're His child.
leave me behind. And I think of so many struggling people I've known in my life who are the picture of just that. They know they need more than they have. They need something beyond what they can do. What they need, nobody else seems to have, or nobody else seems to be able to figure out. But I know I want it. Who has it? Jesus has it. And he's free to I just want to make sure. I mean, we've heard some testimonies recently where a son or a daughter has been with a parent who is at that moment where life is going to change from this life to life in another place. And that person at a ripe old age, at the age where these hairs come around, accepts Jesus for the first time. It would be a big missed opportunity if you did not take Jesus with you when you went out this door. You paid no price. He already paid it. Cost you nothing. You only must say, my heart's open to you, Jesus. I know who I am. I'm flawed. I've made a lot of mistakes. I don't know what to do when I get angry. I don't know what to do when I get depressed. I don't know what to do when I don't got any money. I don't want to be alone. I'm going to tell you, you don't have to be alone. You don't have to be the one that gets left behind it. Jesus has always wanted to be in your heart. But I love the way Vivian said, Jesus is a gentleman. Jesus is a gentleman. You have to open the door and let him in. So don't leave here without doing that. Still got a chance. We'll sing that chorus. Ask me not again. And just don't see it go by. Just don't see this opportunity go by to say, yes, Jesus, I want to go where you go. I want to be with you. I don't want to be alone. You could be in a crowd of 200 and be absolutely alone. Absolutely alone. You don't have to be. You still have time to come and pray. Come and meet Jesus. Or if you can't do this, if you can't physically do this, kneeling at the altar. I know what that's like. Can I see your hand? I am in my heart kneeling. And saying yes to Jesus tonight. I'm saying yes. Come on, be brave about it. Don't be shy about it. I'm saying yes to Jesus. 
I'm opening my heart to him. I do not want to be left behind. I do not want to, I don't want to live the rest of my earthly life alone. I want him with me. And I'm saying that today. God bless you. Put up your hand. Saying yes to him. greatest thing you ever do in your whole life, the whole hundred years that you live. It's the only thing that matters. It's the only thing that matters. Everything else fades away. And it's done. Jesus is first. Pray now. Pass me not. Oh, Amen. So we walk 
bravely. We walk happily. We live thankfully. The Lord put a smile on our face. How can we not smile when you're in our lives? Now, Jesus, we're just lingering here, Lord, because we would know together, I think we all would agree that somebody here is just wrapped up so tight they can't hear you. But they can. If they just take a chance, if they just take that grip off of their heart and let it fly to you. Yeah, hallelujah. 